This is Baseball Across the Commonwealth, taking you to the great baseball towns around the great state of Virginia. Welcome to another episode of Baseball Across the Commonwealth, a foulball area limited series taking you to the great baseball towns across the great state of Virginia. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. So far, we've already visited Richmond, Charlottesville, Harrisonburg, and Augusta County. So if you've missed those episodes, you can check them out at foulballarea.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're heading an hour and a half south down Interstate 81 to the city of Salem in the Roanoke Valley. Nestled between the Blue Ridge Mountains and the Appalachian Plateau, Salem is a city of roughly 24,000 residents. Combined with the neighboring city of Roanoke, the metropolitan area consists of roughly 300,000 citizens. While Roanoke is the bigger, bustling city, Salem does have a life of its own. The area was first settled by Europeans in 1761 and was officially founded in 1802. It's not clear why the city is called Salem, but the most widely accepted reasoning is that it was to honor William Bryan, a prominent citizen who had moved from Salem, New Jersey. Salem is home to Roanoke College, named for the Roanoke Valley, a private liberal arts college of roughly 2,000 students. The Salem Civic Center is a popular arena, hosting numerous high school sports championship events, college championship events, concerts, and other town events. The nearby Salem Football Stadium served as host of the NCAA Division III National Championship game from 1993 to 2017, and now hosts VHSL state championship games. Also in the same complex as the Civic Center and the football stadium is Haley Toyota Field, home of the Salem Red Sox. The Red Sox are the Class A Advanced Minor League affiliate of the Boston Red Sox in the Carolina League. The team has won seven league titles in their history, most recently in 2013. To learn more about the Red Sox and their game day environment, I caught up with General Manager Alan Lawrence. Joining me on the podcast today is Alan Lawrence, the General Manager of the Salem Red Sox. Alan, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? Fine, Matt. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, the Red Sox are one of the many minor league teams across the state of Virginia. I have been to at least one game there before. I really enjoyed it. It's a, a great place to watch a game, uh, very entertaining. And the, the whole area, Salem and Roanoke and the Roanoke Valley, is a beautiful area and there's plenty to do. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that today because I'm sure you know all the ins and outs of Salem and Roanoke and the entire area. So I'll start with kind of a, a big general question. What is your favorite thing about Salem? Uh, you know, I, I guess I would, uh, you know, I'd have to say the people. It's a, it's a, it's a small town. Uh, you know, Salem's about 27, 28,000 people. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, I love that, uh, you know, some, that everybody knows everybody to a degree. You know, having, having uh, fans out to the ballpark, you know, we're lucky to be located here in Salem. Uh, you know, we, we certainly get a lot, of, a lot of our fans from Roanoke. Uh, but the, the people in Salem are great. You know, we're, uh, we're, we're certainly lucky to be a part of this great community. It's very community oriented. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of great people in, in Salem that like to help out one another. And I've always appreciated that about this community. What do the Red Sox mean to Salem and the surrounding area? Yeah. You know, I would like to think that we're an important 
you know, part, part of the puzzle here. I, I think, we, you know, we, we, we love to be involved in the community. We like to raise money for, for nonprofits here in the area. And we don't concentrate on just one, you know, we like to spread the wealth, so to speak. And, uh, you know, try and raise money and, and just as importantly, raise awareness for many different nonprofits throughout the Valley, uh, not just in Salem, but in Roanoke and, and in surrounding areas. So, you know, I, I think beyond that, I think we just provide an outlet for people to, um, to come out to, you know, even here in 2020, we've done, uh, haven't had any baseball games, but we've had a number of other events that people have been able to come out to. And, uh, you know, I think we've just been able to pr provide that, you know, that, that uh, kind of home away from home for many of these people. Yeah, that's something I wanted to ask about. Of course, during the summer of 2020, there was no minor league baseball. And so that uh, was a struggle for a lot of the teams around the country. So what did you guys do to keep the community engaged during this summer? Yeah, you know, so we started uh, April 9th would have been our uh, opening day here. And, you know, when we realized at the time that our season was going to be postponed, you know, we, we didn't know until when. So, uh, so we, uh, we started serving, uh, serving food out of our concession stand. It was to go at the time. So, uh, so we saw that as an opportunity to uh, generate some revenue. But then we also donated uh, about 700 meals uh, during during that uh, during the time that we did this campaign uh, to frontline workers, and and that was very important to us to to be able to do that. So we continued that really throughout the entire summer. But we did a number of other things. We had some uh, uh, music festivals out here. We did a lot of youth baseball tournaments. Uh, we did a a game for uh, some high school seniors once uh, that that we um, kind of coordinated for them after you know their season was canceled um, and they lost out on their senior senior uh, baseball season we coordinated a, a game for 63 high school seniors um, to come on play one last game um, so that was a really cool event we, we, we've done some movie nights in fact we've got a um, uh, a movie night this weekend uh, showing Elf. We've got a, a, a Christmas series that we're doing with three different Christmas movies. Uh, you know, we've had some dinners on the infield. Uh, we've had a, you know, we're doing breakfast with Santa this weekend. So it's, you know, we've really had to get creative and, uh, you know, find other sources of revenue, but also just as importantly, other ways to bring the community out, out to the ballpark. Yeah, that's great. I love that keeping the community engaged and that that game for the high school seniors sounds really cool. I'm sure they really enjoyed that. What are some of the, you know, minor league baseball is all about the fan experience and like we've said, keeping the fans engaged and entertained. What are some of the things that you guys do in a normal season when you have games, you know, in between innings, on the field contests, stuff like that, that you see around minor league baseball? What are the, some of the things that you guys do? Yeah, you know, I don't know that we've necessarily reinvented the wheel, uh, but, you know, the beauty of minor league baseball is you, you take what you take somebody else's good ideas and you apply them to, to your facility. So I think, uh, you know, I think we've done a lot of that and probably uh, probably come up with some of our own ideas along the way. But, you know, some of the go to's are, you know, anything that involves kids. Right. We uh, you know, we want to we want to keep the kids interested because if the kids come, the parents will come. And, uh, you know, if the kids are having a good time, they'll stay a little bit longer. They'll spend a little bit more money. Uh, and that's really what it's about. I mean, that's kind of how we how we approach everything we want. We really want the baseball game to be secondary. 
you know, we, we've got some diehards that, that, you know, are, are here from beginning to end. And, you know, they, they really, uh, you know, want to see the team win. But, um, you know, we, we really take the approach of, you know, we, we can't control what happens on the field, but we can control what happens off the field. So let's create a great game day experience for everybody that comes out here. And, and we start with the kids, you know, fireworks, bobblehead nights, t-shirt giveaways, slingshots, you know, we get, you know, kids down on the field to, to play games and race the mascot. And certainly our mascot Muggsy is very important to, to what we do here. Um, but it's, uh, you, you know, it's all, it, it all starts with the kids and making sure they're having a good time. So at the major league level these days, a lot of teams have started adding kind of crazy specialty food items. Some of them are just really out there, things that you would never think of. What some minor league teams have started adopting that they'll offer some kind of specialty food. Do you guys have any must try food items at Salem Red Sox games? Yeah, you know, I, I would I would say the the place that I would point people to is we have a specialty hot dog stand. So uh, the only thing pretty much that we serve out of that stand is, is a hot dog, and it's got you know you know there's probably uh, 10, 12, 15 different ways that you can top uh, put toppings on that hot dog, and we you know we've done everything from uh, ramen noodles uh, on top of the hot dog to, you know, mac and cheese and barbecue and, you know, different things like that. And that kind of seems to be our, uh, you know, our niche. I mean, our, our you know, we, everybody's got the staples, the hot dogs and hamburgers and chicken tenders and whatnot. But, you know, that's kind of our specialty item, like, like you're referring to. But we're always, uh, we're always looking for, for other ideas. I think you're right. That's kind of what uh, a lot of minor league teams and, and major league teams as well kind of hang their hat on in the, in the food and beverage uh, side of the business. And, you know, we like being a part of that too. Hot dogs and baseball, certainly a classic combination. Another thing that goes great with those two is beer, of course. And I know the Salem Roanoke area does have a pretty good craft beer scene. Do you guys have a, a nice offering at Red Sox games? Yeah, we, you know, we, we, uh, we have a lot of different options here, you know, and, 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 and that's somewhat unique, you know, I, you know, you go to a lot of major league stadiums and oftentimes they, they're, uh, they're exclusive to one beer company, whereas, uh, you know, we, we don't take that approach. We like to have a lot of different types of beer that we offer. So, you know, I, I don't know the answer to how many beers uh, we, we offer, but it's somewhere in like the 35 to 40 range, uh, oh, wow. I, I believe. So, and you're right, the craft beer industry is really just taken off here in this, here in this market. So, um, you know, we've got a lot of different breweries represented and a lot of different flavors from those breweries. So how long have the Red Sox been the affiliate of the, the Salem team? Yeah, so we've we've been the Red Sox have been the affiliate since two thousand and nine. Uh, interestingly enough, the uh, uh, Fenway Sports Group, uh, otherwise known as the Boston Red Sox, bought the team in late two thousand and seven. So we actually played the two thousand and eight season owned by the Red Sox, but as a Houston Astros affiliate. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, since you guys became an affiliate of the Red Sox, have you noticed a lot more Boston Red Sox fans in the Salem area? Yeah, you know, I, so I started working here in 2002. And when I started here, we were a Colorado Rockies affiliate. Uh, then in 2004, we switched to the Astros. And then in 2009, the Red Sox. And kind of the big difference between those three is the Red Sox have fans everywhere. 
uh, you know, it, it, the uh, the Astros weren't that good then. Uh, you, you know, they they're, they're not, they weren't as good then as they are now. Put it that way. Um, really, the same with the Rockies. Uh, you know, we, we had a lot of great players coming come through here with both organizations, but. Colorado fans live in Colorado and, and uh, Houston fans live in Texas and uh, but there's Red Sox fans everywhere. And so, yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that we see a lot of fans coming out here with a Red Sox hat or Red Sox jersey, uh, you know, so, some sort of Red Sox gear uh, a lot more so than we ever did with the Astros and Rockies. So I, I did a little bit of uh, research and I saw that you're originally from the Roanoke Valley and that you've, you, like you said, you've worked for the Salem team since 2002, and you were just named general manager a couple of years ago. What did it mean to you to, to earn that position with your hometown team, the team that you've spent so long working for? Yeah, you know, I've, I've put in a lot of hours here. Uh, you know, that, that's, the, that's the thing about minor league baseball. You, uh, it, it's a, you have to be pretty dedicated to what you're doing. And so, so I, yeah, it was a great honor to uh, – uh, uh, to be given the opportunity to uh, to be the general manager, and uh, like you said, of my hometown team, I think you you know uh, minor league baseball and sports in general are, are interesting because there's there's a lot of people that want to work in sports, but typically you have to you know be able to move kind of freely throughout the country. Uh, you know, I, I tell people all the time that you know we've only got two minor league sports teams here in the Roanoke Valley, uh, and if and if they don't have a job for you. Well, you got you to move somewhere else if you want to work in sports. Um, and I was lucky to be able to catch on with, with the uh, Salem Avalanche at the time back in 2002 and just kind of work my way up. So it's, uh, you know, to, to, to be able to do that, there, there's not a, probably not a lot of people, you know, throughout the industry that have, have had the opportunity that I've had to, to, to be the general manager of their hometown team. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely an outlier, I would say, in the – in the sports industry to be able to have that opportunity to work up with your hometown team for so long. I want to talk a little bit about the area, Salem and the, the surrounding area. Um, what are some of your favorite things to do in your free time when you're not working? Uh, I enjoy golfing, although I'm, I should be better at it than I am. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a big sports fan. Um, I, I know you're, I know you uh, go, I guess, go or went to Virginia Tech, right? I'm a, I'm a University of Virginia fan, so oh, okay. you, you might have to, you might end the podcast early. Um, but I'm a huge, I'm a huge sports fan, you know, and that, and that probably, uh, the, most people would probably assume that because I work in sports, but, you know, I, I love college basketball. I love college football. Uh, you know, I just love being around sports and uh, that's a huge part of my life, obviously, but even, even outside of here. I, uh, it, you know, I love, uh, I love just being involved. So, um, you know, it, it, you know, hiking is, is, is certainly a big thing around here, you know, just being outdoors. I mean, I got two, two great kids that I spend a lot of time with and now they're involved in sports. And, uh, so that's, uh, I don't, you know, I probably don't get a lot of free time outside of here. We work a lot of long hours, but, but when I do, those are the things I enjoy doing. So let's say, let's say, things are normal, the, the pandemic's not happening and everything's open, people can go places and enjoy doing things. And let's say there's some out-of-towners, maybe some Red Sox fans going on a, a road trip to all the minor league teams and they come to Salem and they ask you for some recommendations of things to do in the area on a day leading up to a Red Sox game that night. What are some things that you might plan out for them to do? 
Well, I, you know, I, I'd probably tell them to, I'd probably tell them to, to go on a hike. You, you know, I mean, the hiking around here is, is uh, second to none. I think that's kind of what we're, what we're known for just the, the, the mountains and the outdoors uh, and all the things that you can do around here, you know, kind of, uh, you, you know, I mean, there's, there's lots of, you know, you can go to Smith mountain Lake. That's not necessarily in Roanoke, but it's a kind of a popular uh, destination uh, around this area. So, you know, I tell them to get out and hike and go into the mountains and, you know, spend some time, spend the day, uh, come back, uh, go to Mac and Bob's. That's the, uh, uh, very popular Salem uh, restaurant and establishment that's that's been here uh, well it seems like forever and they do a great job and they're they're a huge part of the Salem community um, I tell them tell them to go, go there grab a beer before they come up here and uh, enjoy their dinner and a couple more beers uh, for the baseball game yeah I, I did go to Virginia Tech and I can attest to the the mountains in the area McAfee Knob and Dragon's Tooth were always very popular destinations. And I've never actually been to Mac and Bob's, but I've heard a lot about it. And I see people talking about it on Twitter all the time. I think next time I'm in the area, I need to try that out. You have to. Absolutely. All right. Well, Island, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I hope everyone listening learned a lot about the Salem area and what the Red Sox have to offer. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me. Thank you to Alan for joining us and telling us a little bit about the Red Sox. We talked a bit about the beer offerings at Haley Toyota Field, and there are plenty of options around town for a good brew. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get in touch with any of the local breweries for this episode, but I'll try to tell you what I can. Parkway Brewing is perhaps the largest local brewery in the area, most famous for their Get Bent Mountain IPA. With a taproom just five minutes from downtown, Parkway is a great option for hanging out before or after a Red Sox game. Also in city limits is Old Salem Brewing, which has a rustic tap room right in the heart of downtown. If you feel like venturing over to Roanoke, you can find tap rooms from some larger breweries. Three Notched, who we talked to for our Charlottesville episode, opened a tap room in downtown Roanoke in 2018 and features weekly releases as well as the core Three Notch lineup. Deschutes, a brewery based in Bend, Oregon, has been planning on opening a brewing facility in Roanoke for a few years now, and while that plan has not come to fruition, they do have a tap room downtown featuring their classics such as the Black Butte Porter and Fresh Haze IPA. Whichever brewery you choose to visit, you can't go wrong in the Roanoke Valley. As far as activities go, as a Virginia Tech alum, I spent some time in the Salem-Roanoke area, and I know there is plenty of hiking, and Dragon's Tooth and McAfee Knob are must-do trails if you're in the region. The Mill Mountain Star is a notable site and a good place to visit, as well as the Taubman Museum of Art and the Virginia Museum of Transportation. Whatever you choose to do in Salem and Roanoke, it's impossible to not have a good time. I hope you learned something about the Salem region during today's episode. And if you're ever in the area, make sure to check out a Red Sox game and a local brewery. For now, for Baseball Across the Commonwealth, I'm Matthew Atkins. We'll see you next time.